Welcome back, people, to the High on Soccer podcast. It is your host, me, Dylan Monroy, and Ahmad Tabaza. Say what's up, Ahmad. What is up, everyone? Happy Monday. Happy Monday, indeed. And as far as any American soccer fan is, it's probably ecstatic. And if you're a Mexican soccer fan, you're probably really bummed out. Like really bumped out but we're gonna get into that we're gonna get into that so today Ahmad and I are gonna talk about gold cup and we're gonna start with how the US and Mexico final happened we're gonna start with the semifinal and Qatar versus United States Ahmad listen bro um, before you say anything I just want to say Qatar ain't shit okay that's number one uh, number two we overdid it because I know I overdid it for sure for a guitar because they were shit. And yeah, man, looks like Asia's champions are supposedly better than USA. They're not even better than the C team, dog. Like, bro. Anyway, you, you, can, you can proceed. Tell me what happened, Ahmad. Tell me what happened. Had Deus scored that penalty? None of this talk would even be taking place right but now. But he didn't score the penalty, Ahmad. I'm just saying. But he I'm didn't. just saying, bro, one penalty away, bro, the game would have been bro, this guy, done. This guy gets up to the penalty spot, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, ah, yeah, I'm going to score Paneka because I did that. They got in his head. They totally got in his yeah, head. Why got, the hell they, would he do that? Why would he do that a second time? Cause it worked the first time. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> you can't... In my opinion, if you're doing a penalty, you don't do the same thing in the same tournament. Honestly, it was very close. And like it I mean, was, come on! It went like at least a couple feet over the bar. I thought not a couple bar. feet. No, it maybe was two a couple feet. inches. No, it was a couple inches. A it foot. Was, it was right above it the was, bar. No, it went up. It went over. Like, but he, sure, regardless. Listen, missed. man. I mean, he, at the end of the he, day, he, he missed. At the end right? of the day, but he missed. It. it was a good game. It was a good game. I thought it was yeah. uh, not a far game. Uh, the Qatari coach with him, he did make a couple of weird substitutions. I thought with taking a thief out, taking a deuce out. A thief was, was a weird one very, for me. You know, I didn't understand that because you did take out the most uh, experienced players off the pitch in a very important game. And I've always thought that the Qatari national team, they had a weak uh, bench. So their bench is actually one of their weakness. They don't have other options coming off the bench. They don't have as much. So all right, I mean, man. It, but was a, it was a good game. Congrats, congrats to the you know, congrats <laughs> to the United States. And uh, I think you know, for for Qatar, there were a lot of positives to take away from this tournament. They got experience, which is going to help them in the World Cup next year. Uh, I what? Think, yeah, what did you just say? They got experience. But help, wait, wait, wait. Did you say win? No, to help them in the World Cup next oh, okay, year. They're not okay, going to okay, win okay. the World Cup. Okay. Maybe yeah, win yeah, a couple yeah. of games. I don't think Qatar is going to win the World Cup. Mm. But I think, you know, the tournament's taking place in their home. So I think it'd be it'd be good for them that they got experience out of this tournament. And also, uh, El Moise Eli, actually their striker, won the top score in the tournament. And this makes him the top score in two continents, North America and Asia, since he won the Asian one uh, last year or the year before, I think. So that's actually something cool, you know, for a, one player to be the top scorer in two continents. I don't think that ever happened before. So there were definitely a lot of positives to take away. And uh, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, congrats to the United States and uh, 
you know, um, we could talk about the final now. I, I want to stay on this game for just a little <laughs> bit longer, okay? Because I'm trying to change the subject. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to change the subject here, and and I'm not gonna let you because for this reason, for this God reason, damn it. you, my friend, were on Qatar's bandwagon, like, like you were on their dick. All right, bro. <laughs> like you, not really. You, bro. Listen, listen, listen. We had discussed on a podcast before this one. Going into this game, talking about how this is a C team for the United States and this Qatari team could compete against the A team of the United States. You're talking about this game as if like the United States controlled the whole game and they won, like they dominated and they won by 3-0. You guys didn't even know Qatar and and, and don't tell me your heart didn't almost drop thinking that Qatar might have won this tournament. Okay, when the penalty Just happened... Last, on the last podcast, everybody can go back and check this, but on the last podcast, you were literally saying, I, I think was Qatar's going to go to the final. Listen, bro. So you listen. were on the bandwagon too. <laughs> anyone, listen, I've been on Qatar's bandwagon since like for years you know you have been on it for like days or weeks so if anyone's on a bandwagon it's you buddy listen bro listen okay i liked that they played a different style to what CONCACAF teams play i liked how they were playing they had scored goals and you i thought was they worried were gonna win to the i final. was worried about this c team for the united states i was Okay. A C team with Ho- with Hoppy and DK Hoppy, and Miles Robinson. Hoppy That's is not- now in the Bundesliga 2 right now. Okay. Like- Do you know how many first team games have taken place in the last two years and legit was and a I starter? And I like the guy. Okay. So legit. Okay. We don't want to get back DK, to legit. Hoppy. Like there's a lot of the players that you can't say this is a C team. This is like more like a B team than it is a C team at this point because these... You have at least like eight, nine players that we can take to the World Cup qualifiers. That's not a C team. Well, a C team would have been like the Olympic team. That's like a C team. Well, regardless of that, this U.S. men's national team clearly weaker than that of the Nations League one that just happened a couple months. Yeah, like month who would ago. be who would be your second right back after Dust? After Dust? Uh huh. Cannon. Okay. Did he play? He did not. Well, but he played during this tournament. Hardly. Okay, but he but was there. So I even like there's, there's a lot of players. That's a all I'm saying is that there's a lot of players to where you can't consider this a C team. This was a very strong U.S. team, well, and I didn't expect them to win the tournament. But I mean, they played very good. And you know what? Okay, we're still on Qatar USA. I think uh, it's, it it does go into that the talent level is actually higher than what you and I have imagined, I would imagine, from like the United States. I know for me, this US team looked like a C team, but I think you're, I think I'm more leaning towards your side now, after this tournament, after this victory, and uh, they've proven, but I wanna get to Mexico, Canada real quickly um, in the semifinals. Mm-hmm. Do you think they deserved it? Do you think they deserved to move to the final? Because I think Canada played a hell of a game. I think Canada played the game. They should have won that game. Yeah, just just to uh, talk about the you know both games actually because you could talk about Berhalter and you could talk about Tata Martino as well. So for the first game, I just besides the players actually being better than what I thought they were, but I think one of the main things that impressed me was uh, Greg Berhalter's coaching. 
I was actually very impressed with his coaching throughout the tournament. I think he outcoached uh, many of his opponents throughout the games, and uh, I think the players like him. I think I see chemistry. I think I see a good culture being built, and it's actually pretty cool that he won the tournament on his, uh, I think it was it's his 48th birthday. So this was yesterday. Um, and then getting to the Mexico game, I think, you know, Tata Martino, it seems like this is this is it for him. I think this is this might it might be time to go. Um, he lost two finals in about a month, and uh, you know the the first one might have been understandable. He did lose it to the first U.S. team, and then now the second final he's losing it to the B team. So, uh, and he took a strong Mexican squad. He did take a very strong Mexican squad that was probably. You, you can say they're probably the favorites I would, to win. Yeah, I would the turn them the favorites you know, to win. Because you could take yeah. Qatar in the U.S., but Mexico was the top favorite to win. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, those with, with the Mexico game, uh, did I think they deserved to win? I think they did outplay Canada, but I did think that Canada had a great game. Great game. And they were very close to scoring on multiple occasions. For me, uh, I think Canada should have won that game. I thought the whole uh, stoppage of the game because of the puto thing, you know, like <laughs> I just said that, it really loud. FIFA, <laughs> okay, listen, <laughs> listen. I do not condone that kind of words. I don't mind, but listen. Okay, I don't like, mind. I don't think I don't you think know, they mean any professional it. Way. I don't think they mean it in the way that these guys are taking it, right? I don't think they mean it in the way that the people that are getting offended are are taking it. This is so, like when they're saying it, they're saying it more out of like tradition than they're saying it out of like to insult the player or to insult. I, I think a category of people. I, so yeah, what I got to say so about this is yeah. like, you know, they have freedom. They don't want to listen to that. We have freedom. I want to listen to it. I want I, I want those. Honestly, like I, I get it. Maybe it's a bad word, whatever. But like, to be honest with you, it's like it's not going to change. FIFA needs to understand the Mexican fans are not going to stop saying it. It's not going to happen. Well, I mean, getting back to that. Have real seen, quickly, Have you I, seen any? I was like, at the final, bro. And and they there's only like a handful of people that did it and really? then everyone so has it, has it been decreasing it, it, it's been decreasing i'm sure it has been because but i still like don't think okay like I, when I it don't... comes when it comes to things like you know throwing uh-huh. things on the field right. or you know calling players like you know like like being uh, racially uh, abusive to people mm-hmm. that's something i'm completely against you don't like if if you guys are fans and you talk about someone's uh, skin color someone's religion absolutely you can't you can't say that but i think where they're coming from is they're saying it more out of like like tradition mm-hmm. they don't really mean to like insult that guy they're saying it more as like cuz you know it just makes them feel like this is something they've always done for like years yeah so i mean i get it you know i mean would i rather it to not be there yeah but do i think it's a big deal do i think it's a huge deal like they're making it to stop the game and yeah put players out of their momentum i don't think so and it's exactly that momentum when they stop that game canada versus mexico for what 10 minutes or so to me that's when canada lost the game mexico got confidence they regrouped they took a breather and they said, we're going to win it like this. We have, we can do it. And they score a 90th minute goal or something like that. Or, I mean, a hundredth minute goal. Actually, if you notice in the semifinal <laughs> and the final, they, they were all late goals. They were all late goals. And, and then Mexico advanced. So I think definitely that whole, you know, situation with the FIFA and the regulating of the words and, and the chants and stuff wasn't, I don't think it's necessary. 
but I kind of understand, I suppose, but uh, that's neither here nor I there. Think, I think there's much bigger issues to focus on in soccer at the moment, you know. Um, you got to start somewhere. You, absolutely. So, like like I said, I would would I prefer for it not to be there? Of course, you know, in the future, if I, if I have kids and they speak Spanish, I wouldn't want it to, you know, I wouldn't want them right. to hear that. So I get it. But I'm just saying, like, from a fan's perspective, they're not saying it to insult the players. They're mm-hmm. saying it out of tradition. How long have they been saying it? It's all good fun. The, uh, I, I think. think. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's good for, fun. It's for like, fun. There's yeah. no like when you're being, harm. Like, yeah, like when you're being it. racist to someone, it's like, dude, like when you're on that field, you don't even want to be there. If, if, if I'm a player and I'm playing on the field mm-hmm. and someone's like, you know, like, a mayor calling me like a terrorist or black calling me like a monkey or something that's not okay that's absolutely not okay that, no. that's like a player wouldn't even want to be on the field at that point but has there really been like players that have came out and they were like you know what like this actually bothers us like you remember when Lukaku left the field or many players they've actually left the field has this ever happened because of the chant puto that's my question I don't think it has but I don't think it's there it's their choice. I think FIFA has put it, put their foot down, and they just said, "This is how it is. This is good, how it's going to be." Good. Then you know and what? You know what? Then it's, deal with it. It's it is what it is. It is what it is. But now we get to this clim- like anticlimactic final, USA versus Mexico. Okay, you think? Oh yeah, you know it's going to be great. Dos it's going to be Dosacero. You know, like just a, just the Nations League not too long ago. Tons and tons of games with real offense prowess, you know, good defense, great moments. Uh, Ahmad Tamaza, I was there at the final, and... Yeah, I know, I saw your story. It was boring, bro. Like, I thought the play was boring. I thought, like, it was slow-paced. Like, what was I know, going on? I know, you were texting us. I was like, well, what, what, like well, why is this guy not watching the game? I was so annoyed. I could tell. Uh, I was able to notice. Because Mexico, they were dominant, in my opinion, on the ball. The first half. First half, they were dominant on the ball. They had a bunch of chances. Uh, What's the keeper's name again, Amon? For Mexico or for For USA? Uh, Matt Turner. Matt Turner. Matt Turner deserves a a chance at being the number one keeper for the United States. The guy can stop. Yeah, I mean, after that first half. He's a good stopper. He's he's good. He's good. I mean, uh, we actually just spoke uh, about this off air. We were saying that David Ochoa just a couple of hours ago actually he's uh, reportedly going to switch national teams to Mexico. So that just tells me that maybe he noticed something after this tournament because you know for our goalkeepers we have a uh, you know for our first option we have Zach Steffen. Zach Steffen. And then uh, Ethan Horvath. Ethan uh, Horvath. And then we have Turner. And Turner. So. Like Ochoa, to me, those like, are like three, where, does, for sure. where does Ochoa go on that list? Ochoa so, goes on the bench. Actually, he doesn't even get called up to the camp. Exactly. No, he he does, but then he gets eliminated before right. the games. Right. So, <laughs> so this just tells me a lot, honestly. And this just came out a couple of hours ago. So if if he's making that decision, that just tells me a lot about Matt Tur- uh, Matt Turner's uh, performance in this tournament. He did win. The golden he won golden gloves, gloves. and a spectacular performance from him. I really like what I saw from him. I like what I saw from Miles Robinson. Amazed with the way that he played, and uh, you know, Hoppy, I, our defense, dude. Hoppy, man, I liked him, man. I liked, I liked. The you know way what? He I like him. He was, he was aggressive. I know. He I was, was talking. Like, he was like going for <laughs> right. it. You know, he was like. I, the most important thing that I saw from him was heart. His heart was on the field. I could tell. 
during during yesterday's game. DK throughout this tournament, it hasn't been a great perf- uh, performance from him. We have talked about this. We said that it's due to multiple reasons because you know playing at Barnsley where he's getting the ball maybe the way the team is playing chemistry things of that nature but no excuses I still want a lot more from Daryl DK but just the depth that we have for our striker options man so we have Daryl DK we have Matthew Hoppy we have uh we have Josh Sargent. Josh Sargent. We have, you know, I'm not, I don't want to say, but we do have Zardes. You know, we dude, do have, dude. We do have him. Listen, man. Listen. I don't want to say it. I did not expect him to score that. Like out of, listen. I was watching the game with my cousins, and I told them, I said, because you know he came off the bench, right? Right. So I told them, I'm like, we're talking about Qatar. I'm like if USA. this guy scores on Qatar. I don't even know what it's like. I was like, if anyone's going to score, it's not that guy. Okay. And he scored Listen, the winning bro. goal. This guy, Jossie Zardes, he's going to the World Cup. Berhalter loves this guy. It's pretty clear. He may not be a starter, but I think this guy is that striker who's just going to, he trusts him. And I think as a, not, as a not coach, necessarily, he him. Not necessarily, because had he trusted him enough, maybe he would have started. And he did no, in the final. After after scoring the winning goal in the semifinal, coming off the bench, and you have all that right. confidence, and, and Daryl DK has not been scoring. Right. And he's I'd proving give him a himself. chance. But I mean, at the end of the day, bro, like he was at the right position one time, okay? And he scored that goal. Great, great. Mm-hmm. But I'm not like I'm not. Look, I don't think he's a horrible player, right? But I do think we have other options. I do. I do think we have it. Like, I do think we should invest more in our youngsters at this point because, even if look, bro, qualifying to the World Cup 22 is not an accomplishment. Right. It's not an accomplishment. Going to the World Cup should be easy. We should be able to go to the World Cup with this team that mm-hmm. we played in this tournament, which is not even our first team. So going to the World Cup is not an accomplishment. Now, World Cup 22, do you really think we're going to win that World Cup? Do you really think we're going to the semifinal? Like, it's soccer. Anything could happen. I don't think it. I don't project it. But I do think that we can uh, build on these young players where they could have that experience in the 2022 World Cup, and then we could take that into the 2026 World Cup, which is taking place here. So let's invest in these young players, man, just like how Qatar is doing it. Let's get something from them. But that's what's but, happening. But by the time it's but, 2026, how old is Zardes going to be? Look, Zardes, to me, won't be a starter, no matter what. In the Gold Cup final, perfectly fine. But that's why I say he's going to be brought to that World Cup team. He's going to go. But he's going to be on the bench. He's just going to be that guy that he needs in that moment, that exact moment that, they, that he came on for against Qatar. That last minute goal. He's that guy. He has that energy, that passion, that heart that you came out with with Hoppy. And and you know what, man? I saw Hoppy, and there was a really cool moment uh, that I saw. The second live when he went to the goalkeeper and he put it right above the post, where it was like like, like two like the the defender and the yeah. and the goalkeeper collided, and then he went in that spot and then he kicked it, but it went over the post. But it was a cl- very close. It, it was goal. super close. It was at the end of the game. It was yeah. It was towards the end of the game. But but there's a moment not even on the game that I really enjoyed. 
towards uh, the last couple minutes before he got subbed off, there were some Mexico fans on the far left side. Oh, okay. So you're saying something yeah, from the something stadium. Something from the stadium. Okay. And this is what, okay. this is what made me think. Scenes. Yeah, behind the scenes. Made Guys, me think uh, of. This is exclusive for <laughs> High on Soccer Podcast. High on Soccer Podcast uh, in attendance. Anyway, um, so Hoppy was being uh, told by the Mexico fans something. I couldn't tell from a distance. And he was barking back at them. Like he was talking to them. And then... Oh, he was talking shit? Yeah, he was talking shit. He must have been talking shit. Oh, hell yeah. The goal goes in. This is the 118th minute in extra time. Don't tell goes me he in. comes off the bench and then he, he's like he, talking shit to them. He comes <laughs> off the bench and for whatever reason, he doesn't go to the board. Like he doesn't go directly to the bench. He goes all the way around the pitch. So he goes closest. And that's exactly where the fans were. He was he was one of the first players to run on the pitch because all the players started running on the pitch. It was in 118th minute goal. Right. But that's why he got 16. subbed off right after the goal. Right after yeah, the goal. Yeah. And... These fans that they originally talked shit on him like 20 minutes ago, 20 minutes before, he was talking shit on them as he was walking back to the bench all the way around the pitch. And I thought that was really cool because the guy played with heart, man. Like not, he got uh, hit, he did not dribbling, only that, you wanna, he was on the wing, like he did it all. Like There's another thing now Now that you mentioned that, you reminded me of another moment for him actually. I think it was two, I think it was the Qatar game. I um, think he got subbed off and his reaction was, I mean, he looked like he was pissed. Bert, like, Berhalter had to, like, calm him down a little bit. But you you don't want a striker to be happy as he's coming off the pitch. You want a striker to be like, I want to be there, man. I want to be the guy that scores that goal. I, I, I feel it. I could score it. You don't want a striker that, that's happy about leaving the field. Once you know a guy and he's like, he does not want to leave the field, he has that confidence in himself, that's the guy I want. That's the guy I want. That's the mentality I want. Happy is looking better and better. I know earlier in this podcast, I was just saying bad stuff about him, but I'm just trying to keep it real, man. Right now, he's in Bundesliga 2. He didn't score that many goals with Schalke, after all. Like, he had a hat trick in his first game and then scored a goal, like, not too long after. Yeah, I mean, the way it's looking, he's going to be, like, the best person that came out of Yorbalinda ever since Richard Nixon, bro. I mean, he might. Hey, Richard, I mean, if any, if anyone is wondering, uh, Ahmad and I have lived our whole lives nearby, uh, really close to your Belinda. Yeah. So uh, Matthew Hoppy is like a real one for us. Yeah. Because he's, he's from here. Absolutely. So he's repping our community. P-Y-L-U-S-D. Just hits different, bro. <laughs> Just hits different. Anyway, so... What's another player that you felt has made that jump? That Miles jump Robinson. into some serious Miles conversation. Robinson, man. Miles Robinson. Miles Robinson, man. Get the hell out of the... Go to Europe. Go to the best clubs in Europe. He needs He needs to leave. After after this tournament, especially... Mm-hmm. I've, I talked about him in the previous podcast. And he scored the winning goal yesterday. For the team. Uh, yeah, after after a great game as well. So I wasn't expecting that goal to be honest with you. I was I was waiting for that game to go to PKs. That I was expecting it to go to PKs too, and that's and then that shit blew my mind. Yeah, that shit blew my. I was surrounded by Mexican fans, and the only reason I didn't go super crazy is because I didn't want to get beat up. So and then and then also <laughs> also remember crazy. how in the previous podcast I also mentioned something about Williamson and his creativity in the midfield. Williamson, I did like him see, a lot. Did you see his creativity against Qatar? Do you think that it was him that actually won us the game against Qatar? I, I think so. I like him a lot more than I... I didn't know anything Legit really about or, him. Yeah. But 
But going forward, I think he should be a player to recognize. He is creative in the midfield. Right. So you do, when when a game gets closed, Mm You need a guy that's creative in the midfield. You need like you know like not like if we're comparing him to like great players now. You need a Luka Modric. You need a De Bruyne. You need someone that's very creative in the midfield to make something right. happen. And he was that guy. He was that guy on multiple occasions. I would have liked to see him play more in the tournament, but but I think he's uh, shown later in the stages that he is a valuable asset. Yeah, to this I, 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 I said it team. before the semifinal. I said I would have liked to see him the game. Uh, the previous game was against Jamaica, I think, mm-hmm. before we played Qatar. I would have liked to see more of him in that game. Uh, he did play against Qatar. He was the main contributor to the to the winning goal that we had, and uh, so him. Uh, you know, uh, Hoppy, uh, Miles Robinson, and uh, those were, I'd say, those were, the, and, and uh, Matt Turner, of course. Matt Turner as well. Matt Turner. So, a lot of good players, a lot of good prospects. Yeah, uh, but To be honest, man, I like what I'm seeing, and I think, the, you know, as, as far as talent goes, as far as, like, what I'm seeing in front of me right now, I feel like the United States is heading in a good Direction, at least on a you know men's national team level, mm-hmm. uh, maybe not the Olympic. You know, I know our women's soccer team. They also got eliminated today versus Canada, which is, you know, that's, that's a fair. That's a bummer. Fair loss. It's not a fair loss. Not Canada really. has been playing great. They have in the past. You know, like I they've mean, been good for women's. We're the U.S. bro. We we should dominate women's right. soccer. You know, it's. I don't think Canada has the same infrastructure for women's soccer that we have. I don't think that they have the same capabilities or experience. So, you know, I think we could do better with women's soccer. They they have been in a decline for a while. Maybe they're like more concerned about what's going on off the pitch, you know, with the whole equal pay and things like that. But I'm not really sure what's happening there. But honestly, I was like today, I mean, I was was waiting to see them in the final. I was waiting for, for the US to get gold medals. On a on a uh, team sport level, you know we we could get it on an individual level, but our women's soccer team they've always been like a pride for the U.S. when it comes to the Olympics, when it comes to the World Cups. So we got to step it up there. We got to step it up there. We got to step it up with our Olympics team. And uh, but as far as men's soccer goes, I like what I'm seeing, and I think I think we're going to a good place. I love what I, uh, what I'm seeing. Like it's it's. We have two, like I said, fine, you, you're right. This is a B team. Like after seeing it compete, this is a B team. They're not the best at scoring the goals, but I had talked about this in the previous podcast. Their defense is something else. And and Robinson mm-hmm. has something to do with that. And he's gonna keep getting better. And I, you're right. He should go to Europe and expand on his skill set. He will. And, <laughs> and, and other players like Busio, who's Rumored to have reached an agreement with Venezia it's, playing it's, in the Serie A. It's a done deal. Yeah, like he didn't want to announce it. Did you see that story about uh, Cannon screaming into the Instagram story saying Venezia? And Busio was like, no, it's not confirmed. No, I didn't. You didn't see that? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, there was a video of that. Like, that, that's what he did. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, he's going to be going to Venezia, and he's going to get a lot better there in this area. Uh, and all these players that the U.S. has on this team, it's good, man. And then, and then the Nations League team, it's good. We're good. We're preparing for what is most important, 2022 World Cup. And then the most important in the next, then the following World Cup. 
the one here in the United States. And that is what all these young players, like you said, are going to be utilized. They're going to grow together. They're going to only get better. And we're going to have more kids, hopefully, coming through here as the years go by. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, when it comes when it comes to, uh, you know, I'm going to speak for both of us because I know how, how you think, too. We... We've always, you know, been intrigued by like U.S. soccer. We've always wanted to see U.S. soccer go somewhere good. We live here. We consider this our country, uh, and it just makes sense. I mean, we're the biggest economy in the world. We have a huge market for sports here. We have a lot of investing. Uh, it never made sense why we're not good in soccer, but you know what? Now the culture is there, and I feel like. Within the next couple of years, I feel like the United States is going to be at a point where soccer in this country is one of the top two, three sports in the country by 2026. This is this is going to happen, and uh, you know the only thing that's going to validate that is our national team winning on the pitch and winning tournaments and getting better, and more of our players going into. Uh, going to Europe so I like what I'm seeing man and uh, I'm, I'm very excited for what's coming in, in in the upcoming years me too man and we had a sick past two months right Nations League winners against Mexico a sick two months and then but a sick two a sick, a sick year man ever since like this COVID hit I feel like US soccer has US gotten soccer a lot just, better it, yeah it's Weird how COVID hits and the entire U.S. men's national team network gets super beast. We have about we, <laughs> we have, have a, we have about sixty players playing in the top leagues of Europe. We have options like that came out of out of you know nowhere I mean, remember, for us. Like remember at some point we were actually like in desperation for anyone to be in Europe. Like even if you played mm-hmm. on the second team of like Bayern Leverkusen, we would have been like that's the guy. Like <laughs> <laughs> so we had Pulisic. I actually, I actually think you know knows. what? Actually, this is a good idea. Uh, if anyone's you know, uh, I think we should do a episode on u.s soccer and what's been happening because there's a lot to say man i feel like there's a lot to say so now we'll we'll stick with the games but very soon let's let's have a podcast for our fans give them bro, give them give them our insight on bro, what's you happening already with know US we're soccer. gonna give them our insight on the u.s soccer you already know bro and with that before we give any else any other good information out we're gonna save it for next time because <laughs> more stuff is coming through isn't that right, Ahmad? To be continued. To be continued. All right, everyone. Well, uh, to uh, end things off, just congratulations to the United States team. And, uh, yeah, like I said, see you guys uh, on the next podcast. And, uh, you know, uh, follow us and uh, send this to your friends. Anyone who's interested in this, send it over. And uh, we appreciate all the support. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, y'all. Let's go USA!